Hello, GraphQL fans. Welcome to episode four of Spec News. Keeping you up to date with advances in the GraphQL spec and related foundation projects. We're your bespectacled hosts. I'm Benji. And I'm Jem. July 22's working group meeting saw discussion around adding directors to existing enum values, adding schema metadata to SDL and introspection, allowing recursion when resolving the concrete object type of a value representing an interface or union type, an update from the GraphQL over HTTP working group, and an update on the defer and stream RFC. Here we go. First up, action items. There were two action items from June's meeting, both of which have been addressed. The Composite Schemas Working Group has been created and is due to meet on Thursday the 14th of July, and a number of discussions and pull requests have been created, and some merged, related to Roman specification feedback. From the backlog. The deprecation of input values has passed Lee's final editorial review and is now in the draft specification. Rob is still progressing the stream and defer RFC, more on that later. On to the main agenda. This month's first topic came from new working group member Benoit, Benwell wants to control how enums are mapped into their native values on certain clients. To do this, he wishes to use the GraphQL type extension syntax to add directors to existing enum values. The type extension syntax for GraphQL allows you to add directives to existing types and to add enum values to enum types, but it does not allow you to add directives to an existing enum value of an enum type. Similarly, it does not allow you to add directives to an existing field of an object or interface type, even though it can be used to add new fields. Lee explained that the type extension's capability in GraphQL is deliberately very simple. If we were to enable this behaviour on enum values, we'd also expect to have this behaviour on object type fields, which are complex due to field arguments. Michael suggested a custom merge strategy, and Matt shared that Facebook uses a custom merge strategy with client-only schema files. Lee suggested the group should revisit the problem itself rather than the proposed solution. Perhaps there are other ways to apply this metadata to the enum values without using the type extension syntax. In chat, many expressed this might be a good topic for the composite schemas working group. Stephen shared that Spotify has a dedicated system they use internally for merging metadata back into the schema, which allows for different teams to own different parts of the metadata. Hopefully Bunwa will return to a future working group meeting with an updated proposal inspired by this feedback. Next up was the eagerly awaited presentation from Ivan on adding schema meta fields to the SDL and introspection. In his presentation, Ivan showed that there are currently two main approaches to add metadata to a GraphQL schema. One is the SDL approach, as used in Apollo Federation, where the schema contains a string field containing a GraphQL document composed of the schema definition and additional metadata in the form of directives. The other is the applied directives approach, as used in GraphQL Java, Hot Chocolate and others, whereby directives applied when building the GraphQL schema would be exposed through the introspection schema. Ivan noted Benji did a great talk on the need for GraphQL schema metadata at the recent GraphQL conference. There's a link in this episode's description. Focusing on the introspection direction, Ivan surfaced some of the shortcomings of the applied directive solution. One issue is that due to directives being repeatable and having significant order, they would have to be exposed as a list, which is not an ideal way for clients to consume metadata. 
Ivan suggested making metadata a first-class citizen using the plus symbol in SDL syntax and exposing via metafields in introspection. After a short break, I like this new trend. We returned on the hour for Roman to present his counter-arguments, suggesting that we explore the applied directives approach more thoroughly. Roman feels that directives are already metadata, the term being a historical accident, and does not want to add another metadata approach. Further, he believes that since directives are committed to Git, and Git should not contain secrets, all directives are suitable to expose to end users. Since the group were already well over time, they agreed Ivan should raise a discussion thread and then moved on to the next topic. Yakov suggested a small change to the specification to allow for the resolve abstract type algorithm to enable recursion motivated by the new interfaces implementing interfaces feature of GraphQL. This resolve abstract type algorithm is responsible for taking a runtime value associated with an abstract type, i.e. an interface or a union, and figuring out which concrete object type the value represents. Currently, the specification states, return the result of calling the internal method provided by the type system for determining the object type of abstract type given the value object value. Yakov suggested this internal method could return an intermediate type and have GraphQL recurse, rather than having to return the final object type directly, perhaps via recursion in user space. The group was still running short on time, so no specific conclusion was reached, but Lee and others will give some feedback on the pull request. Next up was Benji, with a small update from the GraphQL over HTTP subcommittee. After an extended hiatus, we were interested in pumping some life back into this subcommittee. I kicked us off by rewriting the draft specification with a focus on backwards compatibility and introducing a watershed date, the 1st of January 2025. The watershed states that from this date, all GraphQL services must support the new application slash GraphQL plus JSON media type, which would finally allow for GraphQL errors to be safely included in non-200 status code HTTP responses. Other members of the subcommittee have weighed in to help us get the spec much closer to being release-worthy. The GraphQL over HTTP subcommittee met in June for the first time since 2020 and are due to meet again on the 21st of July with the aim of working towards releasing version 1 of the GraphQL over HTTP specification with the next release of the GraphQL specification which might be in October, judging by the last release. That's a pretty tight deadline. Good luck. Due to running short on time, a quick agenda modification meant that Rob was up next with updates from the Defer and Stream RFC. Recent work has focused around batching of payloads to help avoid the client thrashing issues of delivering many small payloads in quick succession to a client. A general consensus has been reached on this topic. The introduction of the incremental field into the response payload but the specifics around this are still being worked out. There was a long discussion around whether this change meant that we should uh, change the should to a must when it comes to requiring the server to honor stream and defer directives in the request. Team must suggested that many potential shapes for the response was undesirable, requiring the client to do more work. Team should felt the server understands the data better and should be able to determine whether to inline the data or return it via incremental patches. Another comment suggested an edge cache would forward the streamed response the first time, but then immediately return the resolved data object in later requests for both client and server efficiency. 
General consensus seems to be that we should keep it as a should for now, but it's not the 100% consensus that the group generally seeks. Finally, Rob asked for contributions to discussion number 42 on the Defer Stream Working Group repo, discussing the rubber bike sheddy topic of whether they should rename data to items when it comes to stream, since it returns a list rather than an object. Unfortunately, we did not have time to cover the remaining topics, which were Roman with an update on the changes he'd like to see in the structure of the GraphQL specification, and my proposal for a structured, type-safe, returnable, and union-capable type, i.e. the struct type, a composite type suitable for use on both input and output, and capable of polymorphism, and how this might weigh into the metadata discussions. We'll open some asynchronous discussions on these topics, and hopefully we'll have time to discuss them at the next meeting. As a final side note, asynchronous discussions over increasing the duration or cadence of GraphQL spec working group meetings are still ongoing, so that they can avoid having to skip topics like this in the future. Get involved on GraphQL working group discussion thread 1051. Whew, that was a packed meeting. That's all from us at Spec News, and we bid you a fond farewell. Ciao for now.